A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Achtung Millwall supports the Lions Food Hub. This is a friendly local food hub. It's based in Bermondsey. It's run by our very own Kelly Webster of the Mill Lionesses, a very well-known Millwall fan. They do need supplies, dear listeners. Before we get into the show today, they have posted they need tinned meat, they need toiletries, they need soup, they need tinned fruit and veg. If you can help in any way, they are on Twitter at Lions Food Hub. DM them. You can DM me at Actong Millwall and I'll pass on any help and information that we can. Lions Food Hub at Lions Food Hub. Thank you for listening. Now back to the show. You're listening to Actong Millwall, broadcasting from the beautiful South Berlin. Except no substitute. Well, hello, dear listeners. The world of football has been rocked. And well, if you've not seen the news online in the BBC Radio 4 this morning on, on television channels, you must have been living under a rock. But plans have been announced, as you will all surely know, for a breakaway European so-called Super League to begin. Um, no one really knows when, I presume, from the new season onwards. Um, featuring six of our most wonderful leading owners in in the, the, the long-standing, traditional-minded owners of English football, which include Arsenal, Chelsea, Liverpool, Manchester United, City, and one more. Who is it? Oh, it's Tottenham. Tottenham. <laughs> How did they creep into this, dear listeners? So as you all have read, you'll be seeing, you know, comment aplenty online. This is a Millwall podcast, and strange as it might be to some listeners out there we've not been invited to feature in this i I don't understand why not but there it is it's going to be an a huge impact on domestic football civil war some are talking about in the world of european football it hits at the very heart of uefa to some level fifa uh, certainly the premier league and because as we go down the pecking order the english football league too joining me on this special edition I have the finest, uh, the brain trust of Achtung Mill. We have Radio 5 Live's star reporter, Mr. Aaron Paul. Welcome to the show, Aaron. All right, Nick. We have, from uh, Deepest Essex, Mr. Harold Warren. How are you doing, Harry? Good afternoon, listeners. And joining us on his lunch break, such as a sacrifice this man makes for us, Mr. Michael Avery. I'm starving, everyone. The things <laughs> I do for you lot. <laughs> what are you having for lunch, Michael? Probably just a sandwich. Super, super league, super league, super league, uh, submarine roll or something like that. I think that'd be 20, that'd be 22 pounds from the, from the, uh, kiosk. (laughs) Yeah. With very little content. Um, 
when Saturday comes, gentlemen, has published a great little graphic, and I'm going to use it on all of our podcasts going forwards as part and parcel of our Twitter presence. Stuff your Super League, it says, as an old school robust um, centre forward goes barging into a defender from when Saturday comes. They capture it very well. Um, the 12, the guilty 12 clubs who have jointly announced an agreement to form this Super League competition are AC Milan, Arsenal, Atletico Madrid, Chelsea, Barcelona, more than a club, Barcelona, mm. Internazionale, uh, Juventus, who are one of the driving forces, Liverpool, uh, Manchester City, Manchester United, Real Madrid, and amazingly Tottenham have crept into this. They've all joined, put their names to this uh, official statement. The structure of the proposed competition, gentlemen, is, as, as far as I understand it, will be some form of 20-club midweek Super League to supersede, replace, whichever way you want to look at it, the, the European Champions League. Um, I was reading the uh, some good articles on The Athletic, which really lays out the, the proposals quite clearly, because I was wondering whether, what they were proposing. I think in their dream world, the the 12 proposed to take part in a domestic league, so Chelsea and Arsenal and, and the rest would expect to still be in the Premier League and, and take part in the Super League. Um, now, the reaction has been has been a storm of reaction. I've not seen really anyone apart from the likes of Joel Glazer, and I, I don't think there's been any comment from the Agnelli family in Italy. But you're talking about they're, they're um, busy running running multiple shady businesses. <laughs> redacted, redacted Fiat, Ferrari, Chrysler. Redacted, redacted, redacted. Only club ever to be thrown out of Serie A. Redacted, redacted, redacted. Yeah. But the only comment I've found, Harry, is from Mr. Glazer himself. Um, oh, no, I'm telling lies. I've got Fion Florentina Perez of Real Madrid. He says that the football is the only global sport, listeners, in the world with more than 4 billion fan, fans. Mm-hmm. And it is our responsibility as big clubs to respond to their desires. That's um, Florence. Uh, he's doing it for you basically. Excellent. And Joel Glazer has said something similar. I'm just swiftly scanning through my notes. And he says something about how it's going to be. Oh, it will open a new chapter, says Joel, hmm. um, for European football. Certainly we'll do that. Yep. Ensuring world-class competition and increased financial support for the football pyramid. Now, that's an interesting line from Joel, because I mean, none of these people do anything for nothing, dear listeners. Um, I think Joel's cottoned on and I don't know what Aaron's going to say to this because I know it's this this will run deep for him particularly but the there's the idea that this will somehow benefit football and the trickle down um payday that will come to us so I think that's bollocks personally but that's going to be Joel's um hook I think to try and um win some hearts and minds can I pose a hypothetical question today go for it H. H. Did you did you see did you see you know when they created this in the Premier League, which is the only version of this that has actually happened before, if we are to look at that. Did anyone win out of it, or did we end up with a load of clubs going into administration over the last 20, 30 years? Did anyone win out of it? Did, did well, I, 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 I'd argue that football, football, it's English football itself. Um, I mean, there's, 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 there's different ways you can look at this, and the, and the, and the it's, 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 I'm, I've been trying to think how to approach this show this morning, listeners, because um, the, the instant reaction, I think probably the correct reaction is to try and stamp on this as fast as you can. But here's the reality. This is big, big money. These people, the Glazers, the, the Woodwards, the the the, Fior, the the Perez's and the rest, Agnelli's and all the other owners of these these clubs and the shake of, of, um, of, of uh, is it Qatar, only Man- Manchester City? Abu Dhabi. Abu Dhabi, apologies. Um, hit, hit Barcelona owned by Qatar. 
or with people. <sighs> And these pe- these people play at the highest roller tables in the world, and this thing almost certainly will happen, in, mm-hmm. whether in this shape or form or not, or whether UEFA cave and um, rejig yet again their their so called Champions League to to accommodate them. The the, the driving um, principle behind this, as it was in truth with the Premier League all those years ago, is a simple one, and that is to reinforce the place of football's aristocracy at the top of the tree and this is in a sense the continuation of that mm-hmm. principle that was first established in 1992 so that that ship has sailed a long long time ago um the, the story of the premier league over the years has been that reinforcement of, the, of this of the rights of um was it divine right of kings to rule that, that they they have mm-hmm. this position at the top of the tree come what may this European Super League idea is a continuation of that principle. What is there to stop it? Um, only, I think, if there's enough punishment in the sense of directly from the likes of the Premier League and the other domestic leagues of, of Europe, um, possibly FIFA, although I've got no, don't put your faith in FIFA listeners if you're expecting too much out of them because money rules there too. It's, it's how much pain and how much reward in the balance will there be for players and management to take part in this now just before we came on the show today i don't know if this is a, a real thing or just someone concocting it but there's um a, 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 a you know fracar at tottenham with jose marino allegedly speaking out against the idea and spurs is rolling in taking part in this i think and i was watching something else with dion dublin i think it was match of the day too um with dion dublin and, and um danny murphy and they made some interesting points. I want to get maybe your your collective take, chaps, that players are not just in it purely, purely for money, status and achievement mm-hmm. and taking part in regular football um, and enjoying the whole kind of, uh, what should we call it, the, 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 the show, the atmosphere, the the um, the theatre of, of football, whether that's at, you know, your local park or at the, the, the you know, Old Trafford and Anfield and the rest. That they're in it for that and this champion the super league rather does not have any sense of roots it has no tradition and players they thought i don't know will not want to take part in it other than purely for the buck purely for the dollar and the euro let's go around the table aaron how are you feeling about it? you're 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 a fan of manchester united and i i, I um, a fan, not a fan. i'm a supporter a supporter. All right. Apologies. A supporter of Manchester United, long term. Because at the end of the day, my my family have put money into the club. We've we've bought we've bought um we've bought season tickets. We've bought merchandise. We've you know when when the club was a PLC, we we bought shares. Yeah. You know, we've been through it. We've been through it, and it's just it's depressing. It's so, so depressing. And you know what the funny thing is? People have always wondered why I'm so vocal about the Glazers. Oh, look look now. This this tells you all about it. I've been vocal about them since 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 2005 when they come in and they mortgage the club to the hill. Mm. What people don't realise is, is, is these people just don't care about anything apart from lining their own pockets. People also forget that the Glazers have taken a billion pounds uh, out of the club in cash over the past 10 years. Um, you know, it's all about pound, shilling, and pence for them. You know that that's it, and very simply, that's what it is for 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 the other clubs as well. What Gary Neville suggests, there are some salient points made by him. Um, you know, you Liverpool, the People's Club. You'll never walk alone. No, 
Yeah. All that bollocks. Bollocks. Yeah. Right. <laughs> bollocks. And you know what? Some people are just turn around to me and be like, oh, why don't you just jack in your season ticket then? Mate, I pay 1,500 quid for two season tickets every year. £1,500. Basically, if you look at my input into the club every year, it's £2,000. But you know what, Nick? My £2,000 isn't worth it for them anymore. People have always turned around to me and said, oh, why don't you just jack in your season ticket? Well, I could jack in my season ticket. But the thing is is that I jack it in and the other 50,000 season ticket holders jack their season tickets in. They don't care. No, they don't care. They don't care. They'll fill the fucking ground five, six, seven, eight, nine times over. They'll fill the ground. People will come. Tourists will flock for tickets and for season tickets and they don't care. They don't care that, you know, we work in this country. We this is our football club. This is our so we've supported them. Granted, look, you know, United haven't had you know super bad times like other clubs, but every year you put your fifteen hundred quid in, your two grand in, whatever it is, and you spend money with them. It's like the club shop. Very simply, this is how I look at it. It's like a basic economical sort of forecast. The money I spend on a match day isn't enough for them anymore. They need people coming in here uh, who are spending money in the club shop every week. Who, who, different fans who will come and chuck 150, 200 pounds in the club shop every week. I won't do that because I don't need to. Because I don't want to. Mm-hmm. This is what they're trying to do. They're trying to promote to, to countries who ha- see, see Manchester United and, and, and football as this sort of amazing novelty this 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 sort of uh, you know it's an nfl model isn't it mate it's franchising it's fucking football franchising you turn up once have your big day out spend 400 quid then the next set of people turn up for their once out of their nine games a season i'll tell you what harold i'll tell you what mate i wouldn't be surprised if you're watching juventus versus manchester united in 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 melbourne or in Singapore. Well, that's another oh, angle to it. Um, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Maybe in Beijing. Beijing, surely. The saddest thing about this is, uh, from a United perspective, is is the person who pioneered uh, English clubs going into Euro- European football was Samat Busby. He was the reason Europe... He's the reason Liverpool have won six European Cups. Chelsea won the European Cup. United won three European Cups. He is the reason. He's the one who fought with... The people at the the, the FA uh, and the Football League to go and play in Europe. Granted, it fucked up because of you know Munich happened. Granted, but Matt Busby is the reason English teams are playing in in, in European football. And if you look at it now, you know you're you're hearing these clubs. Juventus have, have resigned from UEFA. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm, I'm a Manchester United board. I turn around to them and say. Dock United 30 points. Dock City 30 points. Dock Liverpool, Chelsea and Arsenal 30 points each. Do it. Fuck them good and proper. Like Luton got fucked in 2008 or 2009. And Rangers in Scotland uh, for different reasons. I'd do what they've done to Rangers. 30 points. Kick them out of Europe now. Kick United out of Europe now. Give it to Roma. Give give Roma the the the, the place going forward. Kick City and, and Chelsea out of Europe as well. It's only fair. It's only fair. They don't want to be part of it anymore. Not yeah, a, so yeah. If you don't it, want to be part of it, fuck off. That that is exactly. as simple as it, it is. That's how I feel. Absolutely. It's funny, boys. It was funny. Mm. Uh, <laughs> one one thing I can actually take a bit of humour from this is that a Milton Keynes fan saying that uh, they they'd like to be a part of the top table as well. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, good banner, boys. Good banner. 
top yeah. bands. I mean, Michael, I mean, I, I, I'm just thinking about the television experience of watching the Super League. I don't know what your take is. I mean, I can't imagine anything more fucking boring than an endless diet of Real Madrid versus uh, Barcelona Classico. I mean, all right, it, it, it should be the, the cherry on a cake, not a regular bread and butter. And I think, I don't know... Um, you know, I don't know if these people actually see what they're creating here. I mean, it, it sounds great to have an endless kind of diet of, um, it's like eating icing off the cake all the time, isn't it? You, you know, it's nice in the moment, but you can't have much of it before you get bored of it or it become, you become sick on it. I mean, I, I, would you watch this? I mean, would, would, would it be on the, the Avery Household TV? Um, no, quite simply, uh, but it, it wouldn't be. I mean, I, I remember growing up and, and like the, the mid-2000s, late-90s, I mean, I mean, it sounds like I'm sort of getting a bit whacked and lyrical and a bit sort of superlative here, but I used to really make a point, even as a Millwall fan in, you know, yo-yo in between Championship and League One, of I've got to get home and watch Champions League because you were seeing, like, like I, I always, I was thinking about this earlier on, chaps and listeners, like, you know, those Chelsea-Barcelona games when Ronaldinho would go to Stamford Bridge and John Terry would do his, well, I'm going to kick him and Ronaldinho would go, well, you won't be able to catch me. And it'd be like a battle between them two. And I always remember, Aaron, you, you tweeted about it, the, the 7-1 win, Man United over Roma. I just remember watching yeah, that. Just, you know, and, and you're watching these Champions League games with Arsenal. And, you know, back in the mid-2000s, they were a tremendous team to watch. But it's because, as you say, Nick, they were once every, like, what, six weeks, two months? They were, and they that was were when the rare com- events, yeah. Yeah, yeah and it, that, was, that was when the competition had a bit about it as well. It's, uh, we knew this was going to happen. When they did Operation Big Picture, how many months ago was it now? That was, was them putting uh, their toe in the water. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that was them putting their toe in the water thinking, can we do this? There is still an element for me that fought last night and this morning, and we said, Nick, didn't we, that there's, this is still kind of stinks of a bargaining tool for these clubs where they'll go, we'll break away if you don't let us have our say-so in UEFA or Europe or all this. What's changed my mind slightly is the fact is, as you say, Juventus have pulled out of UEFA and other people have pulled off balls. And I think, is, is Ed Woodward resigned from a yeah, European Edward, committee this morning? And so if, that makes me... if he's done that, then surely United should be kicked out of Europe. Well, this is, this is the fact of the matter for me. I mean, saying what you said. So going back to what you've just said about the Champions League, Champions League used to only have one group stage. Then it went straight to knockout, didn't it? Now it's got two oh, yeah. group stages. stages. Who, who actually watches the group stages? No one watches it. I think their viewership, well, there it's... was a report that because it becomes it becomes endless, you know, basically, you know that two sides out that group should get out. Normally it's like Real Madrid and another big team just because the way it sorts and they get out of the group and then it's into knockouts. And people only really start taking you know, watching the Champions League in big numbers from sort of around the 16, the quarterfinal stage. I even watch that because I won't pay for BT Sport because I think it's extortionate to pay for a Sky package and a BT Sport package and an Amazon package. It's ridiculous. I I just won't do it. So I don't watch the Champions League anymore because my club's not involved and therefore I'm not, not interested. The fact of the matter is, is that I've got a lot of mates who are West Ham fans and I've just said to them, I hope you win the league. And that fucking nearly choked in my fucking throat. <laughs> but I do. Because for the benefit of football, like Leicester and West Ham should be going for the title now because these teams don't exist. They just literally call their fucking bluff. There are 92 clubs in the Football League, or 91 without Berry, whoever took over from Berry, but 92 clubs in the Football League. And you're going to pander to six 
literally fuck them as hard as we physically can. They do carry the money, but you can basically find them whatever you like. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at Burrow.com slash ACAST. That's Burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Achtung, Mehlball. It's that thing there, Harry. I mean, and just to interrupt you, I mean, it's, it's who the, the, the people... We four, the listeners to this show, I think, in fairness, and probably when I think back to when we used to do the Love Sports shows, the other podcasters that were from the various London teams, we're all what I would call, without leaving aside all banter and all the rest of it, we're all fans and we go and we follow the clubs and we kind of live it a little bit. Whereas this, the principle behind this um, scheme is not built on the people like those or us shall we call it it's built on the casual person who you mentioned at work oh you're watching the football yeah who's on that kind of that kind of cash approach and that, the that voyeur, per- the yeah well that, that goes all around the world i mean you know you can go to any country in the world now and at the moment you'll watch um premier league football because it's been such a great marketing yeah. machine so you can go to i don't know go to nigeria i'm sure and you find it in some bar somewhere out there you can, you can find it anywhere and it, it, I remember when we were in India, we watch it on the, on one of the channels out. You could see it. You know, it was you thought, blimey, this is incredible. I'm watching Tottenham play someone um, a far, far away. That's because it's been such a, a machine. It's this scheme is not built on the likes of you and I or any of the other no. fans, the, what I call the real fans of, of Arsenal and Tottenham and others. Yes, you know, the Premier League has been kind of um, a rigged market to suit the interests of those clubs. But this is now, 
I think they've realised form of rigging, isn't it? I mean, yes. it's the next level that's, of that's, rigging. That, that's the point, though. That's what I'm saying. So they they literally to protect themselves now have to actually strangely act in the interest of football, which is ridiculous. But the the Premier League for the first time since its existence in 1992 actually has to act in a way that is one's in itself interest, but oddly is also aligned with football's interest, which feels very unpalatable, but they are both now aligned on the on the yeah. same side of the fence for for the first mm. time since it's since its inoculation. Um, I'm loving some of these quotes. I mean, this, this must be what it might have been like to live in East Germany when you had to read the newspaper with a load of bollocks that you knew wasn't real, but everyone had to agree was, was fantastic. This is from Andrea Agnelli, who is chairman of um, Juventus, vice chairman of the news proposed Super League, and uh, the Agnelli family owned Fiat, so these are super rich. But Agnelli says, our 12 founder clubs represent billions of fans across the globe. As as against Aaron's point earlier on about being supporters, these are just fans that watch the TV. And they've won 99 European trophies. Um, and we've come together at this critical moment. What's critical about it? I don't suppose. Arsenal haven't won any in neither. COVID, COVID um, you know, pandemic. In, uh, we're going to enable European competition to be transformed. So this is, this is a great thing. Putting the game we love. They love the game on a sustainable footing for the long-term future, substantially increasing solidarity. This what? So substantially increasing so solidarity and giving fans and amateur players, that's you, Harry, playing with your Sunday side, Saturday side now, amateur players, a regular flow of headline fixtures, because you need that, that will feed their passion for the game whilst providing them with engaging role models. What a load of shit. That's from Andrea yeah. Agnelli. I mean, I can't even... There's so many layers of shit there that I can't even begin to formulate a response. <laughs> that's that's That's, that's like, going to help you out playing for your Sunday side because you well, know the, the, the Barcelona v... Um, I don't know who else involved in it. AC Milan game to watch later. From, from the UEFA, UEFA point of view, this is an existential battle. They can't afford to lose this. UEFA are next to use they're like a chocolate teapot they're a spare part at a wedding if, if they can't win this battle because this is about power and money if the super league takes off and it takes hold and it starts to generate the income that it does even if the 12 have gone then uefa are they're, they're useless they're, they're enough there's no there's no point to uefa anymore so they have to win it's interesting that paris saint germain are not involved in it for that reason um, it's also interesting. I don't know if anyone's seen this. It's a Twitter feed from a, a lady called Tammy Gore, G A W. Tammy with an I Gore. She's like a sports attorney. A, a link I'll stick on 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 the uh, Twitter later. But she's saying there's uh, what I call vulture capitalists, vulture funds. These are people. Oh yeah, I read that. Yeah, descend on the game to a bit like what well, I suppose. From, uh, tread carefully on the libel laws here but a bit like some of the things that have been described at manchester oh. united where, where clubs are used to buy themselves and, and all sorts of financial shenanigans but she's saying that one of the, the main players behind this is a vulture fund um us based um capitalist who uh basically i think she describes how they, they shaft countries they this bloke um, yeah argentina and argentina some of the african countries where they they, they end up paying back more in loans effectively than basically um, the wonga.com of bailouts yeah that's a good analogy that's a great this, analogy. this sounds fantastic this sounds really like saturday foot this is really going to help my saturday football team this is what this is saying or the Bank, this is michael South, it's going to help Bank, that then yeah. no end yeah <laughs> do, do you know what just, just just quickly on just quickly a couple of points that i thought of when with this is that i i, I think players won't be happy 
as you were saying, Nick, earlier on. And, you know, we have the history of the European Club slash Champions League, Premier League, La Liga, you name all these competitions, Syria. Yes, there's history of those trophies. However, I think not everyone can be bought, and I'm not saying it like people are all sellouts, but there will still be a few that will go, well, at least I'm making a few quid and I win a competition. The one bit that it is for me is will they actually stop the likes of Marcus Rashford playing for England if he stays with Man United and they go? This yeah. is where it gets interesting with international competitions. Mm. No, but would the FA, would the FA like uh, sort of they have much, to be uh, so uh, against it? And second, and my second point is, well, you, you said about the women's game there, Nick. They mentioned in the statement that they'll expand that to the women's game or have a women's league equivalent. Now, we said just before recording, say, for example, you're Emma Hayes at Chelsea and, you know, she had all this with AFC Wimbledon. Does she go there? Does she leave Chelsea? She's got this connection to Chelsea. She manages one of the reasons she said she'll stay and not even consider the AFC Wimbledon job, like not, not that she ever was a main contender or whatever, was because she manages Champions League players. She manages in the Super League. She's got these international professional footballers. Now you're going to have these teams who have got female equivalents or all female teams. Would they feel they have to be obliged to go to play in this competition, even if they didn't want to? Well, the women's so their game. hands are tied as well. Well, for the women, the women, it's completely different for me. The women is an emer- the women side of football is an emerging game. So there is, you know, for all of the, I'm going to jump in. I know it's difficult for you to talk, and I really don't care who I offend with this. The fact is that the fact that Manchester United have been able to buy their way pretty much through every single tier and end up in the top league within sort of two years of their formation proves that the women's game is absolutely fucking a joke. Yeah, because that shouldn't be able to happen. It is basically driven by whoever has the most money, they win. Yeah, because there isn't enough depth. There's not enough nuance to that. The, 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 the girls will go to find because they can be professionals and their career is even shorter than men's footballers' career. Um, their chances of injury is higher. All, all these things that are statistically proven will drive the girls to that. And I don't, I somewhat can't, blame the girls for doing that because the fact that we are where we are in the women's game in this country and other countries around the world is slightly different for me from my opinion but the fact that the men's clubs are, are doing it when they're already making these vast amounts of money is slight is slightly laughable because it's it's you've already done this once you know Manchester United Chelsea all the other teams if with this country in mind you've already done a breakaway once to earn more money and you earn more money you're, you're just doing it again to earn even more money and forgetting the other clubs that you took with you to make more money there's in the a, first place. There's a great um, Paddy Power, the bookmakers. Um, sometimes I've got some really good acerbic tweets and there's one that I love, I've copied it here. They said a really strong statement from the Premier League, which was condemning this breakaway. A really strong statement from the Premier League on the selfishness of a breakaway league based on making more money. And the Premier League should know that being a, <laughs> that being a breakaway league based on making more money themselves, right. which, you know, is is an easy... I mean, I've, I caught myself, boys, this morning, thinking to myself, well, you know, all of these these major names, these so-called big six, if you want to call them that, um, they've all made their uh, their most recent money. They've built their reputation on history because actually the only reason they're, they're, they're big names is because of what they achieved under the old football league system which um, nurtured the uh, 92 clubs over 100 plus years and then in recent times they've um, they found themselves at the top of the the premier league um, money tree and you know now they're going to exploit it yet again there is there doesn't there's some really good posts online about this but the point being that you cannot 
appease these mega rich people. No. They, there is no there is no conclusion for them other than them in charge forever of everything. That's 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 it. Yeah. Anyone anyone that thinks they can moderate this, and you know, someone else says here it's about changing the um, the UEFA Champions League by the sounds of some of the news we've heard today. That's not going to happen if they're resigning from UEFA and so on. But you even there, there is no. There is no mediating with these people. They want everything for themselves forever. They sound like the Nazis, don't they, Nick? Well, <laughs> you're going to give them the Sudetenland, and then Neville Chamberlain's going to come back. Who's who's the new Premier League chief executive? I can see them getting off a plane at Stansted, waving a bit of paper around, saying "peace in our time" before we end up going to full war. Um, so, so it takes me to what can you do? Because you know, it's war with them. That, that's the only. That's the only. That's well, the only logical sense, step. In a sense, in a sense, yes. Um, you know, they, they, I don't think this can be stopped. I, I, you know, I, I think you've got to be trying to match idealism with what's what's possible. I don't think you can stop it. If they're set on doing this, and they've got the money to do it, then they will go ahead and do it. I think what you can do as fans, when we're all fans of, of, of um, our one real football club, our one little, you know, minnow that would never come close to this, but fans generally... And I don't know how achievable this is, but you have to, at every level, from your local MP, from the the, the, the subscriptions you take out to the companies that support this, you can oppose it. You can only do a little bit because that's all you've ever got in this life. We've only got ourselves. But the more you take part in this nonsense online, you know, the promoting their little clips and and the more your kids watch their games and the more you're, you subscribe to the channels that take their their TV, the more you support it. All you can do is vocally online and via the various fan groups and clubs and leagues and, and, and their politicians and the rest of it, uh, broadcast media, is oppose it at every level. And that's all you can do. But that's not to say don't do it because that's your weapon. That's, that's how this can be opposed and undermined, hopefully, at some well, point to victory well the, the the victory the only the only way this this ends is the premier league and other leagues around the world have to call their bluff that that is literally the only the only way you win um and if you are you're playing in league two against Knox county or someone like that you know um, with a 30 point deduction good luck getting you know um for arsenal good luck paying a Bami yang's 375 grand a week contract while midwhile we're going to fine you half a billion quid. You know, these are, they're, they're all on the table. You, It's your game. See, this is a really good um, Twitter feed interrupting you, Harry. So it's by a bloke called Martin Calladine at Ugly Game. Well worth a follow. It might, some might find him a little bit left wing, but, you know, I, I think you've got, to, you've got to be prepared to listen to all views. But anyway, Martin Calladine says it's important to understand that the European Super League, like the Project Big Picture, is not just an attempt to take a larger piece of the pie. It is the attempted privatisation of elite club football by some of the world's most wealthy people. It will irreversibly change our game. Those are the stakes, he continues. The more time the rest of football gives them to make it work, the longer we let them dictate the game, the more likelihood they will become, they emerge victorious. We need, and by that he means fans, he means clubs, he means uh, politics, he means means all the things that you can never really depend on in this life. We need them all to come out with all guns blazing. Everyone involved in it must become a pariah. And I think think that's a good way to put it. Yeah, Yeah, but Nick, Nick, that's that's so... I, I totally get it, and I totally get your point, and I totally get that point, 
but that's so difficult to do. Yeah, as Aaron absolutely. You can feel, you can feel Old Trafford if none of your fans are there. If it was if it was like us, if it was Millwall, right? Hypothetically, all jokes aside, we have a core season tickets of what eleven, twelve thousand? Would you say? Like something core like, season like ticket holders, yeah, yeah, argument's yeah. sake. And then and I know we normally get about 15,000 for bigger games, right? Yeah. So if all the season ticket holders decided to stop, Millwall would have three thousand people coming in, arguably, give or take. So that is easy to do. But when you're in a position like a Man United, Liverpool, and, and like they say, well, you know, there's, brands, like two, yeah. there, there's two million people on the on the waiting list. You, you can you can march and complain all you want. There's the Recently, like there's some clubs who have basically stopped support talking to their supporters club because yeah. they don't feel there's a value to them anymore. So I, I totally understand your point, and I, I agree with you entirely. And sorry if I sound quite negative to you personally, but I just don't think it's going to work. If they're, they're going to go in, they if, if they if they if they don't get what they want from you, if they don't get automatic either automatic qualification through to the knockout stage, but they still get the money of the Champions League, or if they can't basically handpick their opponents in the group stages of the Champions League, they'll go. Well, they, want, they, they want that. They want the ability to control their own competition. Yeah. They want um, lifelong license to remain in it. You can never lose, basically. That's that's effectively what they're after. I'm just looking at a Twitter uh, feed here by Dan Rowan. Rowan. Um, according to his sources, Manchester United and Real Madrid are the ringleaders of this. This would be the ownership yeah. of Shut Perez up. and Mr. the Glazer family. The three USO. I say something. And yeah. I know, look, I'm employed by a certain organization and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. We need to like be sort of non biased. But Ed Woodward and Florentino Perez, don't they look like the pair of the biggest you've ever seen in your life? Absolutely. Florentino Perez looks like. He should be on a fight. I, I want to make this very. I want to make this clear. Yeah. I'm trying to keep this high minded. I'm, I'm, not mind. Sa- I'm not saying he isn't. You're merely saying that he looks like one. Yeah. For, for legal purposes, you never actually said he was one. Legal, I'm, I'm part of the legal team now. That's I'm, going, I'm going to try and drag this up the intellectual ladder a little bit. Boys. It was a funny little story. I tell you, it was a funny story. Good. Uh, when when I was um, when I was about sort of seven eight years ago, when I was trying to break into into media and sport, I I, I wanted to do a, a BA in journalism and sports journalism specifically. Um, but I was actually at the University of Reading doing engineering, building surveillance services engineering. Yep. yep. And so I actually got invited out of the UCAS window to, to apply for a place at University of the Arts London. Um, okay. And and they said, look, you're going to come for an interview, um, but you need to write like an article for us, a thousand words, anything you like, but just keep it light and friendly. Just keep it light bit of football whatever you want just keep it light keep it simple yeah cool fun so i sat there and thought oh what am i gonna write about what am i gonna write about do you know what light and friendly (laughs) my article was titled why real madrid are the cancer of football (laughs) and they are a fucking cancer and i'm sorry (laughs) you didn't go to that school i say get given no i did and i'll come out i come out with a two-one you know, um, well, well done for your article. Well done for your I, two, I, one, mate. You know, I literally, I literally turned around and said on Monday after, <laughs> after the semi-finals, like sort of uh, happened. I think it was Friday before this all kicked off at work. I turned around and said, "How are Real Madrid the good guys?" Yeah, they're like in in that oh, final, not, you know, the ringleaders. Literally, are. literally within seventy-two hours, they've made themselves the the arch. This is like. This is like a Marvel Universe supervillain. We have I'll literally fan Thanos. Free. Yeah, I'll tell you something free. I'd rather fucking support Liverpool than Real Madrid. 
I'd rather have your Never Walk Alone tattooed on me than support Real Madrid. I'm looking forward to West Ham's bubble bubble laden let's, Premier League. Let's be let's be fair. Barcelona are like you know that one laggy mate. You know when you make a plan, <laughs> yeah yeah the mate who's just a bit unsure, you know, and just tags along. Barcelona are sick. they ain't got a pot to piss in. They're seeing this as their opportunity to go shit. We've actually got some money. Miss, we can keep Messi. We can keep That's all Barcelona. Yeah. Are Achtung, Mailball. Hello. Jiri Skalak here, reporting from Prague, or Praha, as uh, the locals say. Um, football is in a civil war, um, which is shocking. I mean, the developments over the last 48 hours have been... Um, that's all I can sort of think about. I just think it's it's absolutely berserk um and i guess the american owners of some of these clubs in england have uh are trying to get their way but for them it's all about commercial revenue and not not the fans game and this is where this country's gone so wrong you know um we never followed the german model of of fan-owned clubs and protecting that legacy and history of the club um Put, we've put our clubs in, in the hands of those that are greedy and don't, don't actually have the best interests of the people at heart. Um, that said, you know, it's probably, if you're just a football fan, let's just say, based some fella in Beijing, it's probably brilliant news because, in theory, you're going to be watching, you know, the biggest and best players in, a, in this kind of global tournament. But it comes away from the glory of the domestic game. Um, these clubs have bigger fan bases now in, say, China than in the UK, although the club is actually based in the in England. Actually, the, the fan base in other areas are probably bigger than they are in, in England, which is just um, crazy to say. So it's obviously trying to tap into that. But you know, I'm unsure on the ramifications if they would break away from you know the Premier League and... You know, it sounds like domestic competitions they may well not be, you know, a part of because there's going to be so many of these, so many more games. Um, and I guess you, you know, you worry about the his, the, the sort of future of the English game because um, where do we go? You know, all certainly all the best players and all the big money will be in this Super League. Um, where does it leave the rest of us? Um, so I, you know, I'd hate to be a fan of one of those big six that are breaking or trying to break away. Um, I'd feel ultimate betrayal. Um, you know, it's no longer a working man's game, and um, I'm not sure I could continue to support a club that has just completely disregarded the English fans' um, you know ethos and and what they believe in. Um, so it'll be interesting to see what developments happen. I just read that uh, UEFA have now announced um, their plans for the, this kind of remodeled Champions League. Um, sounds like it's a bit too late. Um, so I'm not sure what's going to happen there. How does it affect Millwall? Who knows? Um, you would assume less money in the English game. Um, and, you know, could you still get these bright loan prospects on and so forth in, into your club. Um, maybe not if there's no, if they're completely separate. Um, you know, there's no, it might not be this sort of world of transfer market anymore. 
who knows, so much to talk about and um, debate, I guess. But we'll only only time will tell, kind of, kind of what happens. But you know, the the right up for all that has happened within the fan base in England is at least good to see. Do these people at the top care? The fact that they've even proposed this, they definitely do not. Anyway, that's my initial ramblings on it, um, but it's going to be a story that's going to continue to get bigger and bigger and bigger. Um, and I'm sure the Civil War will be continuing for a period of time. Skalax signing out. Achtung, Milbal. The problem, the problem you've got as well, like, like you're saying about Spain, Italy and all those as well, is it, and it's like you were saying um, with, with the calibre of the teams. I wouldn't say specifically the teams. They can afford to do this because their competitions mean nothing. I mean, how many managers have been sacked in Spain even after winning the league? How many managers in Italy? Didn't, didn't Sarri recently get sacked after winning Serie A as well after he left Chelsea? He won yeah. Serie A then got sacked. I did, before. yeah. Yeah, I mean, so that, I, th I think that goes back to why it's such a big deal for us rather than them because their competitions are literally worthless. Because if you win it, you don't get any real credibility. Well, I mean, this, this, um, like, also Juve won seven titles on the bounce, and this is looking like they're like looking like the first season they're going to get beat. So they are pretty much a closed shop anyway. AC Milan was sold by Bellasconi to a Chinese dodgy group of some description. Um, the San Siro's being teared down. Um, Juve sold the Deli Alpi, so they've got a new stadium. Like it's part of this. You know, globalization of football to just well, it's be... globalization, isn't it? It's flo yeah. globalization. I'll tell you what, Stephen Fry's, you know, put up a fabulous tweet, and I was just thinking this. You know, football has united this country. You know, no, everyone's yeah. forgotten about COVID right now. If you sat there and think everyone's forgotten about fucking lockdown and COVID and all quite shit. Quite an achievement, actually. <laughs> so, so hang on, so so I just think about this. I cannot remember. The last time I saw football fans sort of unite and assemble like this, no. and clubs unite and assemble like this, is it has to go somewhere, Aaron? This, this could, I mean, there's, there's, there's a. What, well, what I'll, next? I'll tell you what. I'm. I'll tell you where I'm not going, and that I'm not going to Old Trafford. You know, the sad thing is, 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 you know, my mum knows we've been mm. massive United fans in our family, and she's like, "Are you all right?" And I'm just like, "Mate." I'm depressed as fuck. Yeah, yeah. I'm sat there. Aaron, Aaron there is in a, my there office. Is a I've got fucking signed shirts on my wall. Yeah. I'm getting rid. I'm getting, I, I just, you know, I've got Wimbledon fans turning around to me going, yeah, be a Wimbledon fan. I've got my best mate who's a Forest fan going, yeah, man, come City Ground with me. I've got you boys telling me where fucking to buy a season ticket. Bird shit corners open, mate. Yeah, yeah. mate, you can, come, you can come sit in the east, east lower. You always be called the east lower. But it's, that's Aaron, not the Aaron, Aaron, sit in, sit in the east lower and we'll get you a front front seat for, for Coach One. How can we sell it any more than that? <laughs> But that's that's that's, that's, that's it in a nutshell, chaps. It's that idea that, and, and this is the thing for listeners because we need to close the show. And this is this is the grand larceny. This is theft. The old game is being stolen from you. Aaron's club. I mean, it has been gradually, slowly stolen over the last um, however many years since the Glazers arrived. Certainly, Premier League, arguably. Nick, before. Can, I, can I just say one thing? You know, the novelty of football is gone. The novelty and the uh, the wonder of football has gone. When I was a kid, Harry, when you was a kid, Mickey Avery, you know, when when we were all younger, we never had this much contact with footballers, with 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 clubs. We never had this. No, level of no, you didn't. No. If we wanted to, Nick, if you wanted to write to, who would you have wanted to write to, Harry Cripps? Yeah, Kitch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah well, players like that. Yeah, but, but, uh, uh, Kitch. But you would have written to him, and you would have hoped and fucking prayed that this guy would have seen your letter and written back to you. 
You didn't have the opportunity to fucking tweet him. Or no, no, him no, or no, 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 far from it. But so, just, I just wanted to come back to Aaron's point about the wonder of football because I'm old enough to have watched the Nottingham Forest team that won mm. the second division in 1976-77, I think it was. I remember seeing us, seeing them beat Mill 2-0 at the Den at Coldblow Lane, thinking what a good team they look. They really did close us out. They went on to win the Football League Division 1 the following season and then famously the European Cup the season after that from Division 2 to winning the European Cup. That is impossible now. It will be impossible under these this this um, scam. Um, that's what you. I mean, it's always going to be unlikely. I get that, but the the potential for that to happen is now will be impossible. Full stop. That's what they've stolen from you. So Nick, this is this is just it just screams America, doesn't it? It does. Well, it's, it's interesting. Maybe we should got... employ Trump for the Premier League. <laughs> it's the only way back to fight to... fire with fire. Just going back to Dan Rowan, you said that you know that the US owned Premier League clubs, which is United, um, Arsenal, I think, and and yep. Liverpool, John Henry, yeah, um, they're sold on the NFL model, which, like all American sports, is an enclosed relegation free zone with franchises occupying certain state areas. I, I found it quite ironic that Preston North End put out a statement when they're run by fucking Peter Ridsdale. <laughs> Ridsdale's leads had survived and they were at the top table and he was at the helm. You fucking bet he'd be on that plane to fucking America trying to get this deal done or wherever it is they're going. He'd, he'd be all over it. I want to I want to say something about um, Millwall though. You know, one thing I love about Millwall is it, it's, it's unashamedly honest. You know, it's it's a club where it's it's proud to be working class. It's proud to represent the regular person who just wants to go and watch football. That's all people want to do. They want to go and watch football. I'm saying this to my pals yesterday. Like, why has it turned into something that it's just, it just shouldn't be? What happened to the actual attitude of just going and enjoying a game and fucking off home, having a beer and fucking off home? You know, I, I said to one of the boys from Fulham yesterday, you know, on a sunny day like yesterday, I'd love to be nowhere better than you know, there's nowhere better than on the back of the riverside stand at Fulham, just watching the river, looking at mm. it, kind of watching a game, having a beer afterwards. We, we've lost the simplicity of football. We've lost the simplicity of actually just going and enjoying football. Those old fashioned days where, where we was taken by our dads and our uncles and our grandparents to go and watch a game, you know, sitting on someone's shoulders doing that. We've been priced out of it now, man. We're regular working people. We've been priced the fuck out of it now. And mm. and that's why people always ask me, you know, it's 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 amazing. Everyone always asks me why I love the football league so much. It's because you don't get none of this bollocks. They're the last remaining sort of bastion of regular football life. Mm-hmm. And and it's just it is so depressing right now. I feel so ashamed. So ashamed, so sick of, of my football club. They're not a football club, they're a fucking brand. They 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 changed that in nineteen ninety seven when they changed their badge. From Manchester United Football Club to just Manchester United, they they they're not a football club anymore. Uh, kick them out, kick them out of the Premier League, relegate them, do what the fuck you want with them. They are they are scum. United are absolute scum, and Liverpool are even fucking worse. It's just it's so depressing right now. It is unreal. Oh, Mourinho's got sacked as well. <laughs> there you go. Has he got sacked? Does he? Yeah, yeah, he's Mourinho. gone. Before you do close it, Nick, I'd I'm I'm gonna do something that might accidentally um increase your Twitter interaction. I'd like to know, because we're, we're in a position where, as Millwall fans, it's not happening to us, but Aaron's obviously sort of quite depressed there. 
I'd like to know what we would do if we was in this situation. You know, as fans. Quiet. What if Millwall yeah. were invited to the European Super League? Um, yeah, and 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 accepted it, or or was they? Have you been Millwall? smoking what, that bong again, Michael? What what what, <laughs> what, yeah. what, what, what what world would we be invited no, to? No, no. Hi, Super hi, hypothetically, League? <laughs> yeah, hypothetically, as a fan of Millwall Football Club, what would you do if it was our club who was doing this? Because it's quite it's quite easy to sling mud, and and rightly so, mud should be fun of these people. But if you're like in Aaron's position, where Unfortunately, you're sort of half guilty by association because you well, it's know, the ownership. It's the ownership. You have to separate the fans from the ownership. That's yeah, yeah. One. Draw the parallels to the, to the CPO and mm. and and stuff like that. You know, the, the fans and Nick, you fought for then, mate. You know that. Let's be fair. Who knows what what, what could have happened? And and I, you, know, I, you can only hope. I mean, I, I hope we'd. Where is Swiss Tony when you need him? I, I hope we would oppose it with everything we've got, but you, there's such an unlikely outcome that I, I don't. Um, I don't. The only know, way um, to, as, I mean, the only way to deal with it is to punish them in their domestic league. That is the only fight you have, and if that matters to them in any way, shape, or form, or the money that they would lose um, by not being in that top tier has to be enough to make the money they'd gain by going into this super league make it detrimental to them that's the that's the only thing you can do i don't know where you stand legally and it, it's a very simple idea and it, it, it will work unfortunately um they won't like it the clubs involved won't like it but and it will open the door to leicester west ham any of the teams not in that big everton. City. everton no everton would still finish seventh somehow <laughs> um just because that's Everton. but the, the, it, it will open the door um and it will allow traditional clubs, traditional working class clubs, um, another chance of getting into that top tier and getting some money. Um, you know, it would reshape British football, possibly for the better. And maybe the Premier League should come with a little bit of humble pie to try and get the Football League on side, take some of the fine they're going to give those big six clubs and spread it around evenly. Yeah, and we'll go and we'll go from there, and we'll, we'll we might, you know, we've got to try and see the positive. Maybe this might, might, might be the dawning of a new football league, as it were, a, 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 an open conversation. A new, a new improved model. Let's let's yeah. let's hope that's a good way to leave it, Harry, because um, I think that you know this is an unfolding story. There's a huge amount yet to develop here, and we, we none of us here have any. Um, insight, but I, I think you're right. I think that's the way I would like to to close the what show would, with. What I would say also, they need the Premier League needs to arm itself with some absolutely ruthless businessmen uh, who have worked in football. I'm looking at a Simon Jordan character, someone that's very clever in the press, someone like that. They need to get more more people like that on. Let's just hope everyone gets support along your and club shop. Support your club shop. Um, I'm going to close it with Isabel Westbury, who is a Daily Telegraph journalist, who says sport is nothing without his fans until you realise you're not the fans that sport is relying on. <laughs> That's very good. Um, so anyway, let's let's leave it on a hopeful sign, a hopeful note that um, better things can come from this current disaster which is what i see it as i'm going to say thank you michael i'm going to say thank you to harry and thank you to aaron for joining me on this recording um i've got a bit of editing to do now this afternoon um i think i'll crack on with that and we will be back after Millwall super league fixture in the european super league against bournemouth 
at six o'clock on Wednesday in South Bermondsey. Until then, dear listeners, it's going to be a either dirty meal from the chaps. Bye for now. Thank you for listening to Aston Millwall. If you enjoyed the show, please head over to Apple Podcasts and leave us a cheeky little review. A river direction Millwall. Till next time. Who do you want to watch? Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.